No longer in apartment 125, but it is surely unfiltered. Welcome back to 125 Unfiltered. Got another special guest episode for you guys today. We're just bringing all the guests on to the podcast because obviously it's postseason time here in Chapel Hill. We've talked women's basketball. We've talked men's basketball. We've talked women's soccer. Go check out that episode yesterday with my good friend Olivia Mundorf. But today we're bringing in sports extra field hockey analyst, the is it goatness, goatness or greatness? That's what I always like to say about this team. So we should all say about this analyst, Caroline Yaffa in on the podcast. Caroline, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Josh. No, absolutely. Excited to bring you on. Uh, I always say I love having guests and uh, getting this nice uh, run of uh, friends coming on. It's always fun. So thank you for coming. We're going to have a good episode today because we're talking about UNC field hockey, making it to the final four. Anyone who's followed field hockey here this season, they're undefeated. They're so freaking good. Um, And we have the pleasure of hopefully seeing them win a fourth national title in five years. Now, before we hop into the game recap, you follow this team all year. Uh, You've been breaking just like Olivia with women's soccer. If you listened to that episode yesterday, she does the same thing, but just talking about field hockey. You're, You're going to every game. You're following the team. How fun is this team to watch and to cover like kind of as a media member? No, it's really been, it's an honor to watch and be able to cover them. I have enjoyed watching, especially Erin Madsen play. She is able to see the field like nothing I've ever seen before. She does passes without looking. No matter where her teammates are, she knows exactly where they are. It's been an honor to watch every player grow, especially, um, the freshmen, Riley Heck specifically, Ashley Sessa, have stepped up and seen Aaron and Meredith Shoulder as role models. It's really been an honor to watch them. Yeah, I mean, to go back to like watching Aaron Matson play, I have I've never seen a collegiate athlete dominate on the level that she does compared to the rest of the competition. It's actually crazy because when you watch her play, it looks like she's playing on ice. She's controlling the ball with, with the field hockey stick. Like she's literally skating and she's a magician with the ball passing, shooting. She's got an absolute rocket for a shot. Uh, and, but like you said, there's some good youth on this team to really suffice the championship run. And they are two games away. And, and yesterday uh, it was their last game at Karen Shelton stadium, all these seniors. It was so uh, a lot to unpack here. Uh, first round, they beat Delaware 5-1. That happened on Friday. But the game we're really going to talk about, second round game against St. Joe's. Uh, St. Joseph was the number nine seed overall. UNC took care of business 5-2. to two. Aaron Matson leading the way with a hat trick, 25 goals on the season. And you already know that's gonna that number is going to keep going up. Peyton Worth had the opening goal, and then Sessa ended it off in the fourth period. So, Watching how dominant this offense has been, five goals in each tournament game. I mean, from your point of view, what has been the difference maker offensively to really just pile it on teams? I think something I talked about definitely in Sports Extra, and I was nervous from the ACC tournament, even though they won and were super dominant. They really needed to transition to only like only offense, and they needed to make sure that there were no shots on goal as little work on defense that they needed to do. So I think that has been a huge, huge win for them with five goals in each game, especially people needed to step up. I said this today in my analysis, Peyton Worth has been very strong at 
like the whole team has been, but Peyton Worth has really been successful. And she has had two of her four goals um, this season against St. Joe's. So we knew she was going to step up, but it's all about the people that kind of have been playing in the back and not scoring as many goals as Aaron or Ashley or Riley. It's about those people really stepping up. And that was what we saw against Delaware and what we saw against St. Joseph's. Yeah, because we were talking yesterday how Aaron Masson had a little like goal drought for a couple games and obviously the hat trick yesterday. But yeah, uh, when you're going for a championship run, you need players off the bench. We've seen Lisa Slinkert, Kennedy Cliggett. Kennedy had two goals, yeah. I believe, uh, against Delaware. Those those are players you need to play at the top of your game because one player cannot go and win you a championship. But obviously what we saw yesterday, the offense looked spectacular. They were moving the ball well. Uh, some really good passing. And when you hold St. Joseph's to zero shots in the first half, they were 12-0 on shots. They were at, uh, there was a point in the game, they were up 14-0 to on shots and you're already up 4-0. I mean, that takes so much pressure off your defense. Totally. It's a game changer. And they made it so easy for Abigail Taylor in the first half. Um, she didn't even see the ball once, which is an amazing thing for a goalkeeper. Um I am not sure if you've done field hockey in the past, but something definitely to add, they split uh, time and goal half and half. So Kylie Walbert had a little bit of a rough second half for herself. Yeah, that's certainly been a storyline this easy because we thought that they were going to pick a goalie and uh, they have stuck with the half and half splitting time. Uh, It's tough to say though off of this game because uh, Walbert saw a lot of shots heading her way. There's a big miscommunication between it was either her and, and Romay, I think, uh, but mm-hmm. Abigail Taylor didn't see anything. So I think coach Sheldon's actually doing the right thing by playing both of them. Cause it keeps their confidence up. We've seen this in like college football, where if you bench a quarterback back and forth and you keep going back and forth between which one you're going to start, they both don't play well because they have no confidence and they feel like they're playing on thin ice. But with what coach Sheldon has done, which I think has been really smart this entire season, if they've, told them you're playing one half, go out there and do your job. And they're truly splitting time because it's hard to tell who really has the edge uh, as the better goalkeeper. Definitely. And like something that makes me really excited, especially being a junior and being able to be back watching field hockey next year, obviously the season's not done, but looking ahead, they're both underclassmen, freshmen and a sophomore. Like that is unbelievable. So when Meredith leaves and Aaron leaves and Peyton leaves and the senior class is done. There are their team is still going to be stellar, and I'm just I'm so excited to see it. I can't even imagine a team without Aaron and Meredith, though. That's going to be crazy. Yeah, it, it's I mean it's coming down to the wire for them. We're hoping that they can complete the undefeated season, but it is crazy to kind of see how much both of them mean to this team, not only on the field but also off the field. I mean, you tell the story that you told me yesterday when you interviewed Lisa Slinkerford, kind of like their leadership and everything. Yeah. So I interviewed Lisa Slinkert after the ACC championship and something that really stuck with me. um, She is from Europe, I believe, and she doesn't know English very well. So there was a little bit of um, back and forth with that. But other than that, she spoke to me. I asked her a question about the leadership and she's a sophomore. So I asked her about what is going on with working hard and how to keep herself in the UNC mentality. And she told me that something that really stuck to me was that she told me that if Aaron tells me I need to work harder, 
I push myself. I told, she said like in quotes, I told Aaron that if she sees me slacking, she needs to tell me and I will push myself above and beyond because she sets a high standard. And that is just something to have in a teammate, in a leader, in a captain. And that is why there's no one not running. There's no one with their looking out in the sky, not paying attention. Everyone is 100% focused. And if they are going to beat Penn State on Friday, and if they're going to beat either Maryland or Northwestern, who they lost to last year, the focus needs to be there because these are tough games in Connecticut. Like, Josh, these are going to be unbelievably hard. Yeah, and and I, I... I'm kind of thankful that we don't have to play Iowa again because uh, they really gave us a run for our money early in the season. But yeah, these big 10 teams are really, really good. Uh, and, and I mean, kind of compounding off what you said, uh, Aaron and Meredith, they, they're vocal on the field, but it's, they seem so encouraging. And that's how you win championships, having the leadership at the top to uplift your underclassmen. I mean, uh, Ashley Sessa's goal yesterday. Oh my God. I, I mean, Crazy goal, but uh, there's some players who could be scared to take that shot. But I'm sure both of them and the coaches instilled confidence in Sessa to to just rip it because man, she's talented, and so many of these players they're 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 playing up to to the Carolina standards, uh, and that does start at uh with, with your fifth year, sixth year players with Shoulder and Matson, and then Matson obviously yesterday she was outstanding. The 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 passing was superb. Uh, I mean. The just how her ball, the ball control inside the circle is something that we won't see in this sport for a very long time. No, uh, yeah, she does what sorry to interrupt you, but she does okay. what everyone yesterday she reminded us who she was. She has had assists in the previous games, but she had a two goal drought in scoring or two game uh goal drought in scoring, so that was huge. She had that earlier in the season as well, but. It's the fact that she knew she needed to bring it against St. Joseph. She knew this was going to be hard. She knew goals needed to be done. And she hasn't missed a, um, she barely missed shots yesterday. She was unbelievable. Yeah. And then obviously like Siona with the penalty stroke to go up for zero Peyton worth also had, a, like you said, a great game to assist and the goal. But I mean, obviously the name that we always think of as the unsung hero, she never shows up on the box score. The stats don't matter when it comes to Meredith's shoulder and how she plays defensively and how she sets the tone uh, to kind of get the offense going. I mean, watching her all season, how valuable is she? Because if you don't watch Meredith play, you don't understand how good she is. No, and she is, in my opinion, she slept on. I think people, if you're not at that field hockey game, if you're not watching it, you would think she, why is she co-captain? Why does she have a big role? And when you watch her and Maddie Orobono play, they kill it on defense. If they were not there, the amount of shots that Abigail Taylor and Kylie Walbert would have to save or goals that would be scored against them, there would be no team without those two. And I really think, it's crazy. And I actually watched the interview from Meredith um, from Sunday's game yesterday. And I can't even imagine Carolina field hockey without her. She's been a, she's a six time ACC champion all six years. 
She is a three-time NCAA champion. Like she has been unstoppable and adding a fourth on Sunday would be the cherry on top of her career. Really, it would be. Yeah, she's truly been like the rock for UNC mm-hmm. field hockey, yeah. especially this season. Uh, I mean, because this team lost some talent last year. They lose Cassie Sumfest. Uh, you lose Hannah Griggs uh, and, and a couple more seniors, but shoulder has really stepped up. And I feel like, I mean, I don't know too much about field hockey, but when I watch it, when how they play defensively, they don't even give teams chances, especially starting off games by getting out to early 1-0, 2-0, three even three goal leads it takes so much pressure off that defense because you'll see madison or bono she'll she'll be pushing up off that left wing romay potentially on the right side i think sitska bruning i mean really oh good God. player she she's playing so well right now and she's going up and attacking because you know that meredith in that kind of like defensive midfielder spot that she's going to hold it down so it's defense turning into offense and it's a great recipe to win games and it's exciting too because as you just said, like usually the defenders don't score as much as the forwards or the people that are primarily on offense. And Sitska is proving everybody wrong. Sitska Bruning has been amazing. She has stepped up and improved. I would say she's probably the most improved on the season. She started off I'm not saying she didn't start off well. She did, obviously, but she has just proved herself throughout the entire time. And it's been awesome to watch. But something about Meredith that I was when we were sitting at the game yesterday, I was looking at she is like a brick wall. No one can get by her. And she's just so physical. And it's so great to watch because no one is worried around her. Everyone knows she will just get it done. And it makes me curious about who's going to step up next year. Who is going to take that spot? And it's just something that we're going to have to wait and see. I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, games in Connecticut. So unfortunately, like I'm going to be watching from home, uh, but everyone needs to watch this team go in another, another national championship. Now, obviously the big storyline is, Aaron Madsen's last game. She is truly one of the best athletes in Carolina history. There's no denying that she's a five time conference player of the year. She's won three national championships in a row and coming off of last year's loss to Northwestern. She has a chance to write a storybook ending along with Meredith shoulder, but where would you rank Madsen on the list of, I mean, she surely has to be on the Mount Rushmore of UNC athletes especially if she wins a national championship this year. Oh, I, she is in my mind, she's next to Mia Hamm for women's athletes. She is in the same top five in my mind as Michael Jordan is. She, the name of field hockey. And it just makes sense that our field hockey coach, coach Karen Shelton, who I interviewed earlier this year or this semester was, is the winningest coach. Like it is greatness and greatness like next to each other. And it is, it's, as you said, it's magic. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a nerve wracking couple games, but uh, if there's anyone that can get it done, it, it is her. And it's, it's honestly incredible what she's done throughout her career because she came on so strong as a freshman. I mean, I really only started following her junior year. I was, I was watching that national championship game against Michigan and just seeing how she just took over that last shot to win it all. Um, It's going to be sad really to see a great one like her go because athletes like this don't come across 
very often. And with my experience interviewing her as many times as I have, it, it truly, like you said, it is an honor, but she's one of the most selfless uh, star players you're ever going to find in any single sport. She does not care about herself. She does not care about her own individual accolades. She's all about the team. She's a an incredible teammate, incredible leader. Uh, you're not going to, I mean, most star, she has every right to be as arrogant and just selfish as possible, but that's just not who she is. She's authentic to who she is as a teammate, as a person, and you see it on the field. Uh, and it it's truly gonna, uh, it's gonna be sad to to see her and obviously like Meredith uh, and who knows what the future holds with, with someone like Madison or Bono. Romeo Ricard is also a fifth year, but specifically for Aaron, uh, what a ride it has been and hopefully she can seal the deal. No, definitely. And this is actually gonna be her, on Friday, it's her 100th game as a Tar Heel, which is a huge deal for sure. And I mean, 330 points in 99 games. Like, can you just imagine? She has two more left. That is definitely, I would not be surprised if it hits 340. Um, and I just think, yeah, the question is who will step up? And when I interviewed her also after the ACC championship game, she only talked about the underclassmen. She did not care that it was her last game. She didn't care, or the, her last ACC championship. Um, she didn't care that the season's almost over. All she wanted to talk about is Riley Heck and Ashley Sessa. That in her mind is who I think is going to take over. And it just should be exciting to watch. Hopefully they'll step up and they need to step up on Friday. I'm nervous. We got this. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you this last question before we wrap it up here, uh, who your X factor is going in, into the weekend, but I guess it's going to be Heck and, and Sessa for you. So I think they need to step up, but I really think that we are going to need to see players that have not had a lot of goals this season. We've seen Aaron, we've seen um, Ashley, we've seen Riley. They have been stellar on the goal scoring, but we need Lisa Slinkert. We need Kennedy Cliggett. She proved after Delaware that she has is here to play for postseason. And we need Peyton Worth. We need defense wins championships. I everyone makes fun of me because I say it all the time, but it really does. And I think it teamwork will make their fifth or their tenth national championship. Teamwork will make it happen. And we need Abigail Taylor and Kylie Walbert to not be near the ball at all because the game pace will be so fast. St. Joseph's was their fastest pace game. And if teamwork's there and players coming up, it will happen. There will be a W. And I am one of those people who makes fun of you for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so true. Now, if I'm going to pick out a single player, I was like going out on a limb for these. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Sitska Bruning because I think her value on penalty corners, uh, we've mm -hmm. seen her score a couple times off of them, but also holding the fort down. Sometimes she does play on that back line. Yesterday, I think she they played four in the back and she was the fourth one to slot back. Meredith pushed a little farther up. I think her versatility is going to be really important for this game uh, because, I mean, obviously young player, I believe she's a freshman, uh, but the fact that, We've seen her attack more 
in recent games. And if she's one of those names who doesn't score that often because she's a, a defensive player, but she can contribute a goal or even an assist. I mean, she's involved in their set pieces on penalty corners. I think she's going to be a huge name uh, to look out for. Maybe an unsung hero that you might not be looking for because so many teams are going to ho- are Penn State, all these teams, they're going to hone in on stopping Aaron Matson. If you're playing UNC, the biggest thing you got to do is make someone else beat you. Uh, and it does come down to these freshmen because um, whether it's, it's Hecker Sessa, uh, they've got to they've got to score goals, but I think Bruning is a name that could sneak under the radar. She was, I mean, all first team All ACC in the tournament. Yep. Uh, she played really really well. Uh, she's she's a warrior too. She she's got guts. She can play. So uh, I think that's a name that we're gonna have to keep our eye on. So yeah, I mean, Caroline, great episode. Uh, any last thoughts on the team? Anything else you'd like to say? No, I'm I can't agree with you more. I think. Regarding to Sitska, I think she needs to take more shots. And I think something that hopefully Aaron and Meredith and the upperclassmen are telling them is that they need to put themselves out there because if they don't shoot, there's going to be no goals. And there's going to be two, three defenders on Aaron, especially against Northwestern. They know how to shut her down if we meet them in the finals. Um, so people are going to need to step up. People are going to need to step out of their comfort zone, take shots. And I am really looking forward to seeing it. I can't wait. Yeah. As the great Caroline Yaffa once said, uh, what the heck we got a <laughs> guy win this game. Exactly. <laughs> you, you know, I had to throw those out there. Um, oh. so yes, Friday we play Penn state. Sunday is the national championship. If you're in Chapel Hill, if you actually want to go to Connecticut, uh, I'm not going to be in Connecticut, but I would love to be if I could teleport there. I always said that, like, if I could have a, I'll ask this question because I always like to wrap it up in a fun way. I always, we talked about this in sports section, but if we could have one superpower, for me, the easy answer would be teleporting because I could just teleport to Connecticut and just watch the game. I don't have to pay for a flight, no hotel. It would be so easy. I mean, I mean, I feel like you gave a different answer to that on one of those Friday shows. No, I would love to teleport. A lot of people say reading minds, but I could not do that. I do not want to hear what people are thinking. That's their business, not mine. But I would love I'm so that. with you there. Like, like if you read someone, like you're just going to know everything. You're going to get so stressed out. I know. Not good. But I would love super strength. Like, can you imagine if you can just lift any, like lifting a house or something? Like you can just move something, I don't know, or a car. I don't know. I think that's so cool. I, don't I mean, think you did watch the you did watch the Incredibles, right? Yes, of course. You you know that Mr. Incredibles is like the worst Incredibles by far out of all their superpowers. Well, that's maybe going to be my superpower if I'm <laughs> not one day to be reincarnated and get that. Well, I will uh, see you bench pressing uh, a truck uh, this week. <laughs> exactly. Don't be surprised. <laughs> all right. Again, told you all the schedule for uh, for field hockey. I keep promoting it at the end of all these episodes, but in uh, so this is 123 and two more episodes. We're going to have the 125. Let me re-say that again. The 125th episode of 125 Unfiltered. We're going to do a massive Q&A. Send your questions in Twitter, Instagram. Uh, and that's going to do it for today. Caroline, thank you so much for coming on. This was a fun one. No, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. Uh, can I wait to see uh, all your sorority mates uh, go and listen to this? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Always got to get the promos out there. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I'll repost. All it. right, that's gonna do it today for 125 unfiltered. Stay tuned. We're talking UNC football next, and then obviously the Q and A. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll speak to you next time.